0: If you've ever asked a teenager what they're going to do when they leave high school, you may notice them recoil. For many students in their final years of school, this is an anxiety-inducing question. Career coach Tracy Beard says that helping young adults pick a career can be just as stressful and overwhelming for parents. But if we really want to help, we need to rethink the career conversation. Tracy is the CEO, which she calls the Chief Encouragement Officer, at Career Matters, a coaching service for students and caregivers. Uh, kia ora, Tracey. Thanks for being with us. Hello, Catherine. Great to be with you. My first thought is, do we even talk about careers anymore, given there's likely to be more than
1: one for our young people? Yes, we should be talking about careers. The concept that there's more than one career is something that uh, is pretty outdated now. We, we tend to... Uh, the science shows us we pick a career field that's most interesting to us. And within that field, we might have multiple careers. So you might, say, graduate with an engineering degree, and then you might be an engineering practitioner, and then go on to be a project manager, then lead a team of engineers, and then maybe run a business in engineering. But you're still in the same career field, and that's the key thing. You're not likely to be an engineer one minute, a hairdresser the next, and then a drain layer the next. It's it's not like that. So. A, Having a career is way more important to talk about than a job because a career links to purpose, meaning, fulfilment, whereas a job is a pay packet, isn't it? So it's setting a young adult up to say a career is where you'll find that purpose in the world of work and that's where that conversation can be far more enriching for them.
0: Before you work us through your advice on how to do this, it does occur to me, though, that post-pandemic there are a lot of young people who had a big interference to a big part of their lives, and you're hearing so many stories of kids actually just wanting to get a job for a while or take a gap year. Uh, yes. is, is it fair that they're a little bit more discombobulated, this generation, and do the, Do we need a little bit of patience with them while they get their confidence back, frankly,
1: and their sense of direction back? Absolutely. that they, they have had a lot to deal with. Uh, the destruction that's caused by COVID, even the teacher strikes caused a lot of students to learn to uh, lose their love of, of the possibility of work. And um, I noticed that during COVID, a lot of parents working from home, they might have been unhappy, grum- grumbling about their job, uh, unhappy with, the, with their pay and conditions. And a lot of young adults saw that. And uh, I noticed I, I do a quiz on my website, which talks about how uh, they see their parents and, and their enjoyment of the of their careers, and I notice that that's definitely decreased, that they're seeing parents saying, I'm not happy at my job. And so clearly young adults will say, well, what's the point of, of getting a career? What's the point of, of doing all this study to get a decent job when I can see how unha- unhappy my parents are? Uh, and so that has affected a lot. So the concept of gap years has certainly uh, risen its head uh, a lot more frequently in the last few years of my coaching and it can be a really purposeful and enriching experience for the student it doesn't have to be it's not right for everybody uh, but for the right student and can be a really good time for them to step away from you know the grind of three years of NCA, the struggle they had of trying to compete you know lacking Taking teachers and not being at school, remote learning, those kind of things. So it gives them the opportunity to step away, perhaps uh, earn a bit of money, uh, be treated like an adult, have a bit of responsibility, see other jobs in the world of work. And, and sometimes then they might come back to saying, OK, I've had a look at the world of work. I've, I've grown up a little bit. I can see the point of study. I'm ready to jump into a into some sort of apprenticeship or a polytech or university. I can see the point of that now. And so that can be really useful for some students. So I wouldn't dismiss it as a possibility. I'm not saying it should be for everybody, uh, but it's certainly a possibility. Because parents, most parents and caregivers didn't have that possibility when they left school, they tend to dismiss it, oh, that's just a... That's nothing. That's just a way to hang around on the couch and play PlayStation for a year. It's not if it's planned, purposeful, structured, got a meaning at the end of it, and that's where I can help students uh, plan that. So it's it's an enriching experience.
0: I'm wondering also, just to stay with the pandemic, before we do kick on, is um, the the experience of university or polytechnic study for a lot of this cohort as well was pretty darn frustrating. You know, they didn't go to uni. Spent all that money going to Dunedin to sit in there rooms on Zoom so there's been yes. a lot of chatter around hasn't there let's set that as a context yes. and then why don't you pick up with mm-hmm. what you want people to know about presumably kids nearing into high school and or even earlier and, and how to have constructively have the conversation
1: Right, yes. So the first thing to be understand was that there's a number of things that have changed in terms of how this generation views the world of work. Firstly, they've got way more choice than we had when we left school, Catherine, and probably, you probably recognise that. They've got lots more choices in terms of careers, and that's brilliant. We want that for them. But with that range of choice comes overwhelm. And s- these young adults are consistently telling me that they feel pressured, they feel overwhelmed. They want to make the, not just a decision, but they want to make the best decision. And that paralysis by analysis is, is, is really affecting them. So that breadth of choice is, is a good and a bad thing in many ways. Also the way that the uh, science has evolved in terms of how we explore our careers has is, is definitely changed. In the past, we would have picked our careers based on what we're good at at school. OK, you and I would have picked our careers based on that. But the science shows now that we pick our careers based on what we're interested in, not what we're good at. And that's where schools haven't evolved. But schools schools are still looking at students saying, oh, you're really good at this subject. And parents are saying, you're really good at this subject. You should do it in a career. But the young adults are say, but I'm not interested in that. I find it so boring. It doesn't excite me. And so that change in thinking from what you're interested in, uh, what you're good at to what you're interested in, is key to saying these are career Pathways that could lead to something that you could sustain over your whole career at work, rather than just uh, do something you're good at, paid well, but you're you're dreading going to work every day. We don't want that for our young adults, do we? What does happen? uh, It it was pre-pandemic, sorry, but just an observation on that. What
0: happened Hmm. pre-pandemic is that everyone wanted to do film studies and be Peter Jackson, and everyone wanted to do you know (laughs) design. And for some people, they are going to be amazing careers, but. given the cost of tertiary study, how much do you let them chase what's rocking their world and how much do you sort of mitigate or or
1: rather balance that with uh, fiscal realities? Yes, it's a whole conversation about what's viable. So some careers they might look at. So, you know, you might see young adults said, oh, you know, I've seen these influencers on Instagram and they get paid lots of money. Okay, very nice, but let's talk about how how to make that happen. Is that possible? What do you need to do to make that happen? Is it a viable career? Are people willing to pay for that? It's a very small percentage. And when you work through all those possibilities, often they'll come around to, to realising that it's it's it might not good for the 0.1% of the world of work, but uh, for most people it's not a viable career option. So it's about trying to get these young adults who aren't cognitively set up to think about the long term, they're really focused on the here and now, to say, okay, if we game this out, uh, a job in yeah. design or film study where does this lead to uh when you see yourself graduating what let's look at the possibilities let's look at the job market let's see what you're paid in those kind of roles uh is the pay going to offset the debt you've got in your in your study uh, pathways so it's really getting them to think that long term where they're not they're not set up below the 25 to think that way and that's where parents and caregivers can be really helpful in terms of getting that long-term Thinking going.
0: It's a great phrase. You game it out. You don't shoot it down and say that's ridiculous. You say, okay, you know, great, great that you're interested in this, um, and and yes. and you just find a way uh, to to work it through. Do you do that with one sit down conversation, or is it something that you chip away at over time? Like in practice, how does it work in a way that doesn't turn
1: them off or tell them have them telling you that you don't know what you're talking about? Yes, it is a long term conversation, and uh, it has to be uh, looked at from you know, I work with students from year 11 onwards, so thinking about their subjects and not deciding on careers at that stage, but at least starting to think of subjects that align with their interests and starting to get them ideas of a bigger picture of careers. So they're starting to get those ideas in their mind. You're just putting out ideas and feelers and trying to influence them that way. And then t- beginning that conversation, exposing them to other careers, perhaps encouraging them to get a part-time job so they can start to see other careers in the world of work and say, okay, I can I can see why I don't like that. I can see that this is kind of interesting. I didn't think, no, this was available. And really have, continue having that conversation. And it is about making sure that parents and caregivers know that they're not the one that has to solve the problems. They're not the ultimate decider about what the career is. They're, it's about encouraging them to partner with the young adult uh, work with them, explore options, recognize that they don't have all the answers, but they're willing to find out with them, they're willing to support them. Uh, not sh- not uh, shut down conversations, as you say, not say, well, that's a stupid idea, I don't know why you'd want that career, or why don't you just do what I did, because you know it's, it's an easy solution. Uh, And it takes a bit of patience as a parent to say, this is not something we're gonna decide today, but I need to start the conversation and show that I'm positive and supportive and optimistic about their possibilities. And I'm setting up expectations for them to say, I, I expect you to have a great career. I expect you to find purpose and meaning in your life. I expect you to use all your talents and interests in the world of work. I'm willing to partner with you to do that. Let's find out these things together. I don't know myself, but it could be a pretty pretty interesting journey to get you to where you want to be. But the young adult is the one that's going to live it at the end, don't they? So they're the one that has to be the ultimate decider. So what are
0: the, some of the statements to not use and some of the statements to use to initiate a conversation or to respond to your young person's comments?
1: Right. So there are there are a few key statements that I see many parents and caregivers using, and that's things like, uh, just pick something and get on with it, okay? And young adult reads that as saying, well, it doesn't matter what I do, so if I can just, you know, sit on the couch and play Fortnite every day and maybe make some money out of that, then surely that should be a possibility. So it's really about saying uh, it's it's got to be a decision that's uh, grounded on some uh, based on your interests, based on what you can sustain in t- terms of a career. And so they just pick something is is not a good way to start. Uh, the, the follow your passion often comes through from parents. They say, "They just follow your passion. Well, for a young adult, what's follow your passion? It's hanging out with their mates, and maybe eating pizza at that stage. I, I don't know, but it's not something that's going to lead to career. It's got to be uh, if you follow your interests and there's a market for what you're doing and employers are willing to pay for it, for that, then once you've got your your knowledge and your skill set in that area, then uh, it turns into a passion, doesn't from there because you've identified where you can add value in the world of work. So the follow your passion is is another thing that uh, I don't encourage parents to say. The other one is is parents often say, I don't care what you do, I just want you to be happy, and that's one that again. A young adult would think about what's the short term, what I want to do now. Well, you know, I'd rather leave school and just, you know, earn some money and I don't really care what I do. Uh, but again, it doesn't lead to a career conversation, uh, it's, it's a short term focus. So it's trying to uh, ensure that. It, as parents, they're having that conversation. So let's explore this together. Have Have you considered this? Could we go to uh, an open day and look at this? Have you talked to so and so about this career? Maybe that's something that it seems to align with your interests. Uh, is that a possibility that we could have a look at? And you're not saying yes or no. You're just putting out possibilities. You're always optimistic and supportive, not shutting down a conversation, and seeing where that leads, seeing what they pick up from there, uh, and making sure that you're always available for that conversation. Many parents try to drive it. You know, they're in the in there every week, uh, talking to the young adult, saying, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Have you decided? Have you decided?" And the young adult will just say, "You know, I'm not going to talk about it." But if you pick your moments, wait for them to start a conversation about careers, maybe that's a chance to have a chat. you don't have to decide anything. But again, you're just gathering information, seeing where they're sitting, uh, being, a, being a sounding board, bouncing ideas off, and supporting them in that. Uh, so it's looking, it's picking your moments, picking your battles, uh, you know, choosing your time to have those conversations when it can be positive and uplifting, not when you're under pressure or they're, they're annoyed with you, uh, those kind of times.
0: How young do you start having these conversations? I remember my very wise father, who died when I was far too young. I was write- busy writing stories. I was very young, probably seven or eight, saying to him, You know, what would be a good job mm. for whoever my kind of uh, protagonist was in my latest unfinished story? Um, hence, journalist, not novelist. And he piped yes. up and said, A journalist. And I had no idea what it was. But there was a wise person that young spotting um, uh, an interest Ooh. and a passion for something and floating the idea. <laughs> as early as that it was many years till I came back to it but but yes. but how young is too young to notice what they're interested in and maybe good at but certainly to your uh, to your uh, point notice what they're interested in what turns them on how young to start floating ideas
1: so there's nothing wrong with starting that conversation and noticing those kind of things once they start high school because it's the start of that that broader picture of where high school is leading to, but we know that our, uh, you know, a young adult's psychology, who they are, what they're interested in, is not formed until they're sixteen. And so I don't start working with young adults until they're 16, because before then they might decide to be something one week and then something next week. Uh, and it changes all the time, but you can talk about interests. You can start building their soft skills, giving them opportunities to see uh, careers, you know, in year nine, years nine and 10, but it's not until 11, we can start saying, okay, this is who you are in the world of work. This is your, what you're telling me is interesting to you. Now we can b- build some plans on it because your psychology is formed up. Um, uh, that's a really good time to ha- to start having that conversation. And again, uh, the pressure is off at Year 11. We're not deciding on a career today. We're just starting the conversation, and I'm working with them over the next few years as they narrow, narrow, narrow down their options until they make a decision. They're off and running. They can see the big picture and where they're going. Uh, that's the exciting part about it, seeing them start to build their self-awareness uh, as they get to know themselves better. They make better decisions about their careers. It's all about that.
0: The young person who wants to be a professional, wants to be an all black professional or a black Fern professional sports person. Um, again, work with what the passion is, and do you go with it? And it's going to be you again. You you workshop, you game, as you say, what's going to be involved. Mm. You may know from watching them on the sideline, they're never going to make it. But is that what necessarily matters at this time of life, or is it being motivated and reaching out for something?
1: Yes, it definitely is. It's not my job as a career coach to decide whether they're good enough to make the All Blacks or the Black Ferns, you know. But the, the passion for it is definitely clear, and if it's coming through clearly, and they've and they've thought about, okay, how are they going to, uh, what are they going to pick up after that, uh, you know? If you're looking at a career in a in a sports arena, obviously their time frame is limited. They can't wait until they're 35 and they've got their degree and a career stabilised to to look at it. So they have to take that opportunity and early on and it's about saying okay let's look at what you could do after that's finished or something you can do in parallel with your studying as well as uh pursuing your sport and it's making sure that they're seeing the the uh, possibilities and perhaps that they might end up starting university at a later time in life when their peers have all finished is that a deal for them uh, does that matter they might not be concerned about it they might be combining their sport with a bit of travel and those kind of things um, so it's really helping them see the possibilities, uh, but making sure that the, that the interest there is genuine uh, and strong enough to sustain it, not just something to do to avoid having to decide about a career. Uh, this, this, this occurs that,
0: to me as a, another phrase you might not want to use. Keep your options open.
1: one <laughs> not to mm-hmm. use. Yes, it is, because that's just an easy out for a parent to say, isn't it? Keep your options open. That means you don't have to decide now. Uh, I hear it a lot with students going to university and parents saying, oh, you don't have to decide on a major now. Just go and something will work out. But if you haven't got a plan in mind in terms of where what subjects are ex- inspiring to you, what excites you, where they're leading to, it's hard to be motivated towards that, isn't it? You're just sort of ticking off the boxes of subjects and opening. Oh, hoping you're getting to to the graduation and then working it out from there but if you've got a really clear plan and not everybody's interested in everything uh it's like the old adage of uh, parents used to say we've got to do math science and english to year 13. that doesn't work anymore because sometimes students are just not interested in science so why take up your valuable five or six subjects taking sub subjects that uh, are not going to be part of your future. They're yeah. not required in the career coming you might, through as being
0: interesting. You might have a very goal-oriented young person who just wants to buy their first house before they're 50 uh, and perhaps save up and travel. And all they're focused on is go, getting a job, saving, and working towards those goals. Is that just fine? Yes. If the If the motivation is there, again, uh, if the passion is there, um,
1: is that something to work with? That is. And it's about saying, okay, well, where is it that you're interested in that you can make money at? Okay, that where you can add value to an employer, that you can bring your skills and your uh, expertise, and uh, an employer saying, "Gosh, that person's talented. I, I want to pay for their skills." Uh, it's way better than saying, "Well, I'm just going to make money any way I can," and uh, it's all about the money because. If you're not interested in the job, it's hard to turn up to work every day, isn't it? Day after day, year after year, till you've got that deposit through for your house. So it's way better to say, okay, it's it's good that you're being honest about making money. A lot of students tell me they are, and that's fine. So let's find a career in your uh, field of interest that uh, will lead to a job in the job market where there are some viable options for you there. And then you can think about how you're going to um, save up. And it's also a conversation around Encouraging parents to teach their young adults about how they save their money, how they spend it. We all know people who don't have great incomes, but they save their money very well and are able to uh, buy that home pretty early. So it's not just about what you earn, it's about how you spend it, how you invest it, and those kind of conversations are really useful for to have with a young adult, and that's where a part-time job early on is really good because they can see the value of money. They recognise if they're earning minimum wage. That's going to take a long yeah. time to save up for something. Tracy, there's, so another, there's, another, there's another,
0: there's another, there's another factor that's quite prevalent with this generation, and that is their values. They want their values absolutely cemented into their careers, and that might include saying, actually, I want to go volunteering. I want to work in the in the not-for-profit sector or whatever, um, and um not necessarily going through a traditional um career preparation or, or, or postgrad training etc F- for that young person a- again you're thinking as a parent of a reality check how you're going to fund your life uh, but how do you yes.
1: have the conversation yeah hey, uh, the, the key would be thinking about whether the the passion for that volunteering is strong enough that it has to be a career or is this something they can do on the side um often young adults have interests or things they're really passionate about and I say okay but does it have to be a career could it be something that you could uh given the make the wage you're earning you could you fund this something uh, part-time could you take some time off use your leave to go and do those volunteering commitments uh and you still got your your role to come back to which is aligned with the things you're interested in uh how it doesn't have to be an all or nothing uh concept it's about saying how do we fit this into your life interests are we have lots of interests in our lives not every single one of them has to be a career they can be just in your life out some other way can't they so it's really just having that conversation about how strong is this and, and where can we place this in your life so that you can still sustain yourself you're not having to live off the smell of an oily rag for the rest of your life or stay at home forever uh how can we that independence, but also you're contributing to yeah. society in the way you want to. I was
0: going to very quickly sneak that in. The kid who's just planning to stay at home for the rest of their lives, uh, do, <laughs> that's, that's another <laughs> conversation, but do you need to rule that out subtly? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, well ahead of the career conversation.
1: <laughs> a- absolutely, yeah. I, I think um, it's it's all about that transition from a young adult to adult, isn't it? And it's about how those parents have that conversation in those last couple of years of uni- of high school to say, uh, these are p- possibilities for you. If you want to go to university, it'd be great if you go and live in the halls because you need to go and learn how to wash your own clothes and turn up to up to lectures on time. I don't need to be there to be sorting that out. And so it's, you know, it's all a part of that life experience. And most young adults, if they're treated as, as a, moving towards adulthood and treated with responsibility, they'll want to leave home. They'll want to have that experience um and many parents say oh i must have done something wrong they all want to leave home i say no that's great because you've treated them like an adult they want to go and have their own experiences make their own mistakes live their own own lives um have that university experience that's all all brilliant uh and it's about saying i expect you to be able to stand on your own two feet i am always here to help you and support you but i'm not going to parent you uh forever thank you you know it's it's about being independent
0: i'll parent you forever but from a
1: distance <laughs> Further away than your
0: bedroom. Thank you, Tracy Beard, who is Chief Encouragement Officer at Career Matters.